Hello, this is Rabbi Rob Doberson, and welcome to this edition of Wrestling and Dreaming. And this week, and in the weeks to come, I want to talk about the Pesach Seder. I want to share with you some thoughts about this most marvelous evening of the year, some things to think about as you prepare for the Seder, and as we said, it's a Seder table. The word Seder means order. And there are 14 rituals that are performed in order at the Pesach Seder. Of them, the most foundational, the most important, is the section known as Magid, where we tell the story of the Exodus. According to rabbinic tradition and according to the traditional Haggadah, and it's the basis for traditional Haggadot today, the text that we use to help us tell the story is a text from the book of Deuteronomy. Interestingly enough, that text from the book of Deuteronomy is not connected with the holiday of Pesach, but rather with the holiday of Shavuot that we observe seven weeks after Pesach. Shavuot, known as Chag Bikurim, the holiday of the first fruits, on which the farmer would bring the first fruits of the harvest to the temple in temple times, handing it over to the priests and saying these beautiful words. And these words by and large, as you'll see, I have to say by and large, are the basis for the Magid section at the Pesach Seder. Listen to the words the farmer says. My father was a fugitive, fugitive Aramean. He went down to Egypt with meager numbers and sojourned there, but there he became a great and very populous nation. The Egyptians dealt harshly with us and oppressed us. They imposed heavy labor upon us. We cried out to the God of our ancestors, and the Lord heard our plea and saw our plight, our misery, and our oppression. God freed us from Egypt by a mighty hand, by an outstretched arm and awesome power, and by signs and portents. Bringing us to this place and giving us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey, wherefore I now bring the first fruits of the soil which you, O God, have given me. What a, what a, what a wonderful thing. What a wonderful section of liturgy. What a fantastic text. And what makes it particularly interesting to me and particularly meaningful is that the farmer looks at this basket of fruit that he's brought and says, this isn't just the result of my work. And it isn't even just the result of God helping these crops to grow. It's the result of our history. And the story of these fruits really begins with the story of going down to Egypt, the exodus from Egypt, and God bringing us to this land. So the farmer sees himself and his work in the context of what came before, and not just of his parents or his grandparents, but of his ancient ancestors. Now, when we take this story and say it at the Pesach Seder, there are two things that are important about it. First of all, it, we, we don't just read the story read these words. We add the rabbinic commentaries to these words. And there's a set of traditional rabbinic commentaries, which are said some difference between different editions of Haggadot. But there's also the opportunity, and in fact, I think the, the obligation to add our own midrash, to add our own commentaries to these words. What do these words mean to us? And I think that that's why this section was chosen, because it's very succinct, and therefore it allows us the opportunity for commentary. But there's another reason why this section was chosen, 
And before I mention that, let me share with you what the difference is between the way we say it at the Seder and the way it was said by the farmer at at uh, at the time of the Bikurim at the first fruits. That's why I said, by and large, we say it. The difference is that at the Seder, the traditional Haggadah does not include the statement that says, God then brought us to this place and giving us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. Now, one could argue that the only reason that the farmer said that, that it's appropriate for Shavuot and not for Pesach is because we're not bringing the fruits of the land at Pesach, but we still entered into the land, and that's part of the story of the Exodus. But that story, part of the story is not told at the Seder because we want to concentrate on the Exodus itself, and perhaps also because after the destruction of the Second Temple, the rabbis perhaps didn't want to stress the fact that God brought us into the land because that process hadn't been completed since, in fact, they were exiled or at least dispersed from the land after the destruction of the Second Temple. So we focus only on the Exodus and not on this part about being brought into the land. Still, there's an important point to be made by choosing this section. And it's the same important point that I raised about how this section was said by the farmer. I think the most important word in this entire section is Avi, my father. My father was a wandering Aramean. By the way, there's a debate in the tradition. Does that refer to Jacob or to Abraham? I don't want to get into that. Whichever one it is, it is. But the important part of it is Avi, my father. My father was a wandering Aramean that went down to Egypt. And God dealt, the Egyptians dealt harshly with us. They imposed heavy labor upon us. That I in that first sentence and the us that follows is a challenge to every individual who sits at the Seder to recognize that, that the story of the Exodus is our story. It's the story of our beginning. My story as a Jew does not begin with my birth. It doesn't begin with my parents getting married and having children. It doesn't begin with my ancestor who came from the old country to the United States. My history as a Jew begins with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and the Exodus is my story. It's not just the story of the Jewish people. It's my story. And just as the farmer says, Therefore, I'm looking at this basket of fruit. We should be able to say, looking at our lives and say, how does our life, how do our lives reflect the fact that we were freed from Egypt? Appreciation, praise of God, dedication to helping to bring freedom to people who are enslaved in the world today. All of these are important, but they're only important if we say, it is my story not just my ancestor's story, not just the story of something way back that we're thinking about in terms of history. This story is my story. And that's a real challenge. It's a real challenge to be able to find meaning in that. But I think it's the only way the Seder is meaningful. Wheat, maror, bitter herbs, it's just symbolism. We don't feel the, the pain of slavery. But we think about the story as being part of our DNA, part of our inheritance. 
And I want to say one other thing about this because I think it's fascinating in and of itself as well, and I think it plays an important part here. There, is actu there are actually some traditions from the earliest rabbinic traditions which say that people who convert to Judaism, Jews by choice, can't say certain things. I don't know that it specifically says it about Arami Ovedavi, my father was a wandering Aramean, but it certainly says it about the words Eloheinu Veloheavoteinu, our God and God of my ancestors, our ancestors. How could a person who has converted to Judaism say the Lord, the, the God of our ancestors, when their ancestors did not uh, pray to Adonai, did not recognize Adonai, did not recognize the, the covenant of the Jewish people and God. And the answer of the tradition is they absolutely can. They absolutely can. The, the idea that a person shouldn't say these things because they're a convert to Judaism has been rejected over and over again in the traditional text. Maimonides particularly clear about it, but many, many others, and certainly today, one would never say to a person who is a Jew by choice, you can't talk about these as being your ancestors. You inherited your, our history when you converted to Judaism. And that's an important point because every Jew can say, my father was a wandering Aramean, and every Jew can say, God took our ancestors and us out of Egypt. So the challenge in this is to understand the story as part of our history and not just the history of the Jewish people, but my history in, as, a, as an individual. And to ask myself, that we should all ask ourselves, what are we doing in our lives, both in terms of our ritual connection with Judaism and in terms of our actions in the world to reflect the fact that we appreciate and cherish the freedom that we have, the, the redemption from slavery, and how are we going to commit ourselves in this world to reflecting that appreciation through our actions, both ritual and ethical, as we make our way through the world? The challenge at the Seder is to stress that line, my father was a wandering Aramean, and this is my story. Until next time, thank you.